0: We cold open alongside a darkened stretch of Lonesome Highway at night. To our right, the road stretches on to the horizon point, cloaked utterly in darkness, unbesmirched by other signs of human civilization, a.k.a. lights and stuff. To the left, the asphalt curves out of sight, like a threat or a warning. Beyond the shoulder of the road, a dense forest of evergreen trees loom ominously, like shadowy, pine-scented sentinels. The moon is here also. She's up to her old tricks. As if all that stuff wasn't spooky enough, now some fog rolls in, too. You get the idea. Just then, the darkness is broken by a pair of lights attached to the front of a car. Headlights, I call them. Approaching rapidly from that aforementioned horizon point. At the moment the car is just about on top of us, we cut to the vehicle's interior. Where we find a lone couple mid-conversation. We don't uh, we don't know who they are, um, but that doesn't mean anything. They'll probably be fine by the end of this scene. Let's stick around and find out. Well, I don't know what you were so worried about. Your grandmother was perfectly lovely.
1: Well, you just know sometimes you can just be like, kind of an asshole, and she doesn't really like. I don't like know.
0: Oh wait, did you say I could be kind of an asshole? Yeah. Did you think I meant I could be? No, I thought you were talking about your grandmother. <laughs> what do you mean I can be kind of an asshole? Well,
1: I mean like you're just kind of rude and don't know how to read the room sometimes. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs>
0: You told me that you were worried about me meeting her. Oh, my God, you were talking about me.
1: I'm sorry. I, I mean, I love you, but my grandma's just a little old-fashioned. Why did you
0: say it in that tone of voice?
1: No, I mean, I love you. Like, <laughs> a lot. That's why I was so nervous for you to meet my grandma. Not not because you were an asshole. Forget I even said that. That was just, um, I was just joking. Seeing how you were going to take that.
0: What? <laughs> you weren't joking, and now you're talking in your lying voice. <laughs> I don't have a lying voice. Where is all of this coming from? This is like, a, this, really coming out of nowhere.
1: I, it's just, it just nervous from meeting the family. You know, we're getting pretty serious and like you're meeting all my family members and you know, it's just, I think this, it's excitement and stress of us just, I don't know, like falling more in love. And like, I can see a future together.
0: I feel like I'm being manipulated.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sorry you feel that way.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> that is so fucking condescending.
1: You always take that so wrong every time I say that.
0: Yeah, because it is wrong. It's a wrong thing to say and a wrong way to say it.
1: You're taking it the wrong way. Oh my God, honey, there's a man in the street. Watch out. Oh my God, Swerve.
0: We cut to a close-up on a pair of cool-looking combat boots, walking slowly along the side of the road. We see the boots stop beside the wreckage of a vehicle, also beside which we see in silhouette two bloodied bodies lying still on the pavement. The darkened figure out, out of these boots the, per- the f- uh, person wearing the boots. Out of these boots, which come <laughs> his legs.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Crouches down to examine the scene.
3: Dear Diary.
1: Oh, my God.
3: Hello, Diary. How are you? I am fine. Actually, I'm not fine at all. You'd think after so many years witnessing the heinous aftermath of so many monster attacks that I'd have gotten used to it by now. The bodies, the blood, the glassy lifeless eyes of innocent victims transformed in a moment from a person who's walking around and alive into a sack of meat. Just another meal for one of the devil's many perverts. (laughs) Well, if you thought that you would be wrong, hella wrong. It still sucks every time. Sucks, (laughs) that's funny. Not in a haha way, but in a grim irony kind of way. Because this time, I'm back to hunting one of my oldest and most dangerous foes. Children of the night, blood junkies, fang-havers, st- wampir. And this one's a real piece of work. I've been tracking it for weeks now as it carves a path of people murder all the way up the west coast. The van full of hippies outside San Francisco. Those three hikers along the PCT. A handful of camping enthusiasts in the Columbia River Gorge. And now this. Two innocent motorists caught unawares doing what they love most. Driving their car down a road. It makes me sick. Only this time I'm close. I know I am. The bodies are even still warm. But I need to be quick. According to my map, there's a small, unassuming town just up the road from here. Might as well be a friggin' lunch buffet to this dirty freak. They've got no idea what's headed their way. But another thing that they also don't know is that this time, the Stalker is here too. That's me, by the way. Hunter Von Price. Monster Stalker. So you better get ready, Chill Haven. Things are about to get dangerous. Step one, wake up early, gonna rise with the sun. Step two, get some good, some food in you. Step three, you grow hard
2: about what you want to be. Step four, everybody just do your thing. Wake up, wake up, today's gonna be a good day.
0: We hot open on the town of Chillhaven.
2: today's gonna be a good day. Good day. Wake up. Wake up. A good day.
0: Now illuminated in beautiful, crisp autumn daylight. We see Chillhaven from above, from a wide, steady drone shot. We see this small mountain town, interwoven with quiet, friendly streets, sprinkled with quaint and eclectic homes and businesses. Some of those businesses familiar to us. Patrick's Patties, Sportso Baseballs, Raising the Snakes, Pet Store and Snake Rookery, Floor Mart, etc.,
3: it's called education. I try to do this every day, call it replication. The
0: deciduous trees that align these many friendly streets have changed into their formal autumn colors of red, orange, and yellow. Around the edges of all of this seasonal Americana looms the old-growth forest known as the Anodyne Pines. As dense, dark, and mysterious as the town it surrounds is pastoral and disarming, At the center of this forest, we can just make out the dark blue waters of Lake Obelisk, at the center of which stands the ancient sentinel stone from which the lake takes its name. Not far from here, we see a break in the forest, full of the imposing brutalist buildings that compose the complex of Indigo Corporation Labs. We cut now to a brief series of wholesome little slice of life shots a guy loads stuff into the back of an old F 150 pickup truck. A mom carrying groceries in paper bags emerges with her children from a quaint grocery store.
4: A man reading the newspaper as he walks down the road gets it blown away by the wind and has to chase the sports
0: pages. Oh, my newspaper! A dad, that's right, a dad pushes a baby stroller down the street.
1: So progressive here in town. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love to see that. <laughs> Our camera pulls away from uh, this scene, back up into the sky over Chillhaven, before shifting its focus and moving a few blocks away. We swoop into
1: a quiet, quaint neighborhood filled with families that have been here for a long time. The yards are big, there's tons of trees and lots of flowers and kids playing outside. Haha, ha,
2: we're playing. We love
1: bumblebees. I don't. <laughs> I'm allergic. <laughs> <laughs> the camera moves a couple of houses down the street and stops on a modest 2-2 blue craftsman's house with a yellow door. And in this house, we see a young teen boy sprawled out on his bed, laying in his very neat and tidy room. He has stacks of comic books on the floor, a huge TV with a bunch of video games, um, a huge bookshelf, a paint easel, and lots of notebooks filled with poetry in them. He's 5'6", dark hair, dark eyes, and a middle part with his Leonardo DiCaprio heartthrob hair. He is not a heartthrob. (laughs) This is Carlos Espinosa.
3: It's
1: the last day of summer and Carlos is trying to make use of the last minutes before junior year starts. We see Carlos playing video games, reading a book, writing some poetry, painting, cooking lunch for his abuela, and then just doing a little light karate in his room. Just trying to keep himself occupied.
0: I need the sounds for the light karate.
1: Ha! <sighs> Gah!
2: Swap! Yes!
1: <laughs> Carlos then runs out of things to do and decides to call his best friend
0: Zeke. We cut! Following the beautiful but terribly harmful 5G waves that emit... From Carlos's phone and across the town of Chillhaven to a different neighborhood and a very different house.
4: Our camera settles down on a neighborhood that is a much newer development than the one Carlos lives in. All of these houses look exactly the friggin' same and were built at the exact same friggin' time. That is, save for one house on the block that sticks out like a sore thumb. This house, like all the others on the block, is a respectable two-story farmhouse-style house. But unlike all the other houses on the block, there's a bunch of greebles and techno-babble stuff sticking all out of it. A satellite dish, way bigger than the ones you use for TV, jutting out of the roof, a few solar panels placed all akimbo across the house and on and like on the sides and stuff and places where you don't think would get much sun a bunch of blinking lights that you think would be really annoying for all of the neighbors at night and guess what they sure are we zoom in to the window of this uh techno fueled nightmare house to find (laughs) (laughs) to find inside a teen boy scrambling about his bedroom which is a total mess Picking up clothes, sniffing them, and tossing them hither and thither, (laughs) trying to find two clean outfits, one to put on his bod and the second to put in a bag so he can go over to his friend's house. He hops around his room, pulling up a pair of blue jeans, uh, sliding on his sleeveless white lab coat over his black t-shirt. He puts on his nasty, dirty Converse that look like they have never seen the inside of a washing machine. He looks in the mirror, briefly, tries to slick down the part of his thick black hair that stands straight up. It doesn't work, he shrugs and gives up and continues searching about the house for his various personal belongings. This boy is, of course, Zeke Lynn. phone, please? I could if I could find it. Sophia, find my phone. T-
0: Sophia, you can help if you want. My advice would be follow the ringing sound. <laughs> <laughs> it gets louder upstairs
4: and downstairs. I don't understand where it is. I feel like I'm looking for a treasure chest in Fortnite.
2: Zeke, I have used the find my phone feature that I installed special on all devices in this house. According to this readout, the phone is currently located in the back pocket of your blue jeans. The ones I'm wearing? That is correct. Your blue jeans.
4: You're telling me that if I put my hand in my back pocket right now, I'm going to find my phone and it's going to be ringing.
2: Well, Zeke, I am a simple robotic smart home system. I cannot predict the future or fully understand much about the intricacies of human behavior. However,
4: yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just see. If, yep, my phone is in my back pocket. It
0: was in my back pocket, Dad! Wonderful. I found it! Congratulations.
4: Hello.
1: Hi, Zeke. It's me, Carlos.
0: Hey,
4: buddy. What's going on?
1: Oh, you know, nothing. I just was, like, playing video games, talking to my grandma. I was gardening outside. I was writing poetry. You know, just all the stuff that I love to do. But... <laughs> What are you doing?
4: i uh, just packing a bag so I can go stay the night at Tim's tonight.
1: Oh, you, you all didn't want me to come?
4: Well, I'm just going over there. Cause like last year, I, ha- I don't know if you remember, but like I had a really bad year at school and me and school didn't get along very well. And I really want school to like go well this year for me. So, uh, I'm staying over at Tim's s- s- to make sure that he can wake me up on time and I'm on time to school in the morning.
1: Oh, Okay, well, that's really great for you guys. Um, well, I mean, if you need me or anything, I'm, I'm just one phone call away. No, yeah, I
4: mean, like, I'd love to have you there. It's just like it's Tim's house, and I already invited myself, so I don't feel like I should press my luck any further by inviting you, but you should just call Tim and ask if you can come hang.
1: Um okay. what his mom says. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Um. Well. Uh. I. I. Maybe I'll see you later. Or maybe I won't. You know. I, there's a lot of possibilities that could happen. One of them could be that I could be at the sleepover. But one could be that I, I'll just be at home by myself. But you know.
4: Yeah. Okay. Hey, Sophia. Not those socks. No, those are winter socks. It's gonna be hot tomorrow. All right, Carlos. I gotta go. Uh, okay. Bye, bye, Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> we see Zeke hang up the call with Carlos and continue throwing a near identical outfit to the one that he is wearing into a small drawstring bag. He puts the bag on his back as he pulls out his phone again and opens the contact sheet for one, Dick Spangler. His thumb hovers over the call button for a few seconds before he presses it and puts the phone to his ear.
0: And we cut, once again following those beautiful 5G waves up into the crisp fall air and tracking them now away from the center of the town of Chilhaven and into the deep, dark recesses of the anodyne pines. Where even now, on this cool, crisp early September day, the sun's light barely penetrates through the crowns of these towering pine trees and to the darkened forest floor. We move quickly now, Evil Dead style, through this wood before stopping rapidly before an old secluded cabin. A cabin that will be familiar to people uh, listening to me describe it (laughs) as being the former forest home of the formerly alive phantasmagoric Florence Beauregard. Celebrated spiritual medium and mentor to our heroes before they unceremoniously caused her to be dragged to hell by a bunch of nasty demons or whatever.
1: (laughs) We thought we had a foolproof plan.
5: As the camera pans over to the home once belonging to Florence Beauregard, things on the outside look pretty similar. The plants look a little more alive. They've definitely been taken care of, but the outside looks about the same. As the camera moves inside the house, however, It looks like Mr. Clean has been here. Everything is spick and span. Everything is tidy. We see not a speck of dust on anything. Every book is now returned to its place. All the spines are facing outward, and everything is arranged in alphabetical order. Aside from the general tidiness, another major difference in this house is that we have electricity. We have running water. Someone has been living here for months and taking very good care of it. The fridge has been cleaned out. The freezer has been cleaned out. There is no last bite of an alligator tail in there. We also see atop the kitchen counter a brand new silver microwave that looks like it just came out of the box two months ago.
0: Hey, this microwave looks like it just came out of the box two months ago.
5: (laughs) We see the camera pan out of the kitchen and back into the living room, past the new curtains that now illuminate the house with the sunlight coming through, past all the books neatly arranged on the shelf, and over to who we see now standing before us, Dick Spangler, the Astronaut Kid, ironing his new clothes for his first day of school. Dick Spangler is a tall space cowboy. I like to think-
0: beginning and end. Thinks
5: two dick looks like he's from another time period but not quite he looks like a cowboy and there aren't many of those here but he dresses pretty regular he's got jeans that are from this time period though not the style everyone's wearing these days to high school you know he's wearing a regular button-up shirt but he does look like someone's dad um and as always dick is always sporting around his brown cowboy hat that stands about a foot high off of his head Oh shoot, my phone! <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Dick Spangler. Who is this? Hi, Dick. Oh, hey there, Zeke. You ready for the first day of school? Um, I'm. I'm ready.
4: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, You excited? Yeah,
5: I've been ironing my shirt. I've pressed my pants. I tidied up. I made my bed. All I need now is some new friends and some education to broaden my mind. <laughs>
4: Did you um? Did you go to school before, like in the 1950s?
5: You know, I did, and when we were with the Z Fairs, we did do some continued education, but I have to tell you, a lot of it's a little blurry, and my historical timelines do not quite add up, so I tell you, I am looking forward to sitting down with my friends in history class and figuring out the puzzle of life.
1: <laughs> That's so sweet. It's going to ruin your brain.
4: <laughs> oh, I'm going to help you solve that puzzle, Dick.
1: Oh, don't you I worry. Know. I'm
5: ready to solve it.
4: The trick is you got to find the corner pieces first.
5: I know what a corner piece looks like. <laughs> Straight, two sides, makes a point.
4: Um, well, listen, I'm sorry that I haven't seen you much in like the last couple of days.
5: Well, that's okay. I've been practicing my microwave.
4: You've been <laughs> pra- Can you walk me through what it looks like to practice your microwave?
5: Yep. They got button 4, popcorn. Yes. I put a corn dog in there. Turns out, you can put those in the microwave or the oven. <laughs> <laughs> Same with ramen, but it's a stove instead of the oven. You know, the possibilities are
4: endless. Endless. Don't put metal in there, though.
5: Okay, you're writing that down right now.
4: Yeah, don't put metal in the microwave. Also, uh, though, for fun, you could put a CD in there. For
5: fun. But don't do
4: that, like, too much. Just, like, once uh, every few months.
5: Yeah, I gotta tell you, Zeke, I couldn't do any of this without you. I really appreciate you being here for whatever this stage of life I'm in right now.
4: You're making me feel weird and squirmy.
5: Well, don't feel squirmy.
0: <laughs> You're probably just nervous for, for school.
4: Yeah, 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 I am. Well, I want to make a good first impression this year.
0: I apologize for interrupting. However, in my role as the game master, I'm calling for a roll. Roll!
4: Our first roll. Roll time,
0: roll time. That's right. This isn't just a show where we all sit in front of mics and open our mouths and say idiot stuff. Sometimes we roll dice that tells us what idiot stuff to say. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: And I know in the past, we've played a little game called Monster of the Week. Oh, we're not. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Spoiler alert. We're not. We're playing monster hearts, which means we have new kinds of fun roles and mechanics to explore. I might cut all of this out <laughs> because normally I find that stuff boring. But, uh, you know, shoot the documentary. That's what they always told me in school. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're going to do. So it sounds to me like someone's turning somebody on. Maybe a little bit. So. <laughs>
5: on my first day of school,
1: too. me:
0: I'm going to ask Dick to make a turn someone on role. Dick. Dick Spangler, mm-hmm. historically played on the show by me, Philip Stressman. Mm-hmm. now in the firm capable hands of one, Bess Lawson. He now also, having graduated from NPC to PC, mm-hmm. despite the fact that NPCs, I'm told are all the rage right now online. <laughs> Dick's not from this time. He doesn't know that. Um, he's got a character sheet with stats and everything. Do you want to best tell us what, uh, what kind of stats we have in this game and what Dick's stats is? Did I say we're playing Monster Hearts 2? We're playing Monster Hearts 2.
1: You said Monster Hearts, and not Monster Hearts 2.
4: Monster not the first Hearts One. Two. 2. Two monster, two hearts.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So the stats
5: we're talking today are hot, cold, volatile, and dark.
4: The four elements. I'm going to go. They live together in harmony.
0: For turning someone on, which is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, you roll... Hot.
1: My characters are not hot. Seven. That's a mixed bag. They can either give you a string or choose one of the reactions on a seven to nine.
4: So I can either give you a string or what are my
0: choices?
1: You can give yourself to dick, promise something you think they want, get embarrassed and act awkward. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you're already doing get embarrassed and act awkward before yeah. I called for the roll. So you can just roll with that still yeah. if you want to. Great. Proceed, uh, proceed as you wish.
2: Give
4: me that feeling that makes me all squirmy. Oh, yeah, liking you. I like you.
5: Well, that's nice, because I like you too, Zeke, so, you know, we've been both liking each other at the same time for a minute now, so that's good.
4: I, don't, I just don't... I'm not good at um, uh, feeling stuff, and I've never... You, you know, you're the first person that I've liked so every time I find it a little bit frightening
5: oh I understand frightening I mean I feel like I wake up in a different world every single day
4: it's Um, not a contest
5: well I wasn't trying to make it one although I think I might win but I'm not here to debate that (laughs) with you but you know at the end of the day Zeke I just want you to know that you know it's quite lonely out here for a space cowboy and you know I like you and I feel like you're a very valuable part of my
4: life should call you the gangster of love. Why? I, put that song on a playlist.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> playlist. Look that up. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but hey, we got, you know, uh, I'm about to leave to go over to Tim so that Tim makes sure I wake up early in the morning. Because he's the one person I trust to do anything to wake me up. He will throw cold water on me and he will find it very funny.
5: That's what friends do now.
4: But we got first period. <laughs> got it. If if asked of them, Dick, yes. Um, but we got first period together tomorrow, so I I can't wait to see you at school tomorrow and hang out with you at school.
5: Yeah, and if you need help with your homework, I'm your guy.
4: Well, um, you did think that there were only 48 states until yesterday, so I didn't I don't say know you would get good that. grades,
5: Zeke. I said I would help you. <laughs>
4: Well, and that's, what I lo- that's what I love about you. Um, wait. Uh, bye, Dick. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> bye.
5: After hanging up the phone with Zeke, we see Dick pace around for a couple of seconds, uh, put his shoes on, tie him up. We see him ponder for a second, like he looks like he wants to do something, but he doesn't really want to do something. We see him think, walk back over to his landline, and dial Angela Atticus Jr.'s number.
0: Our camera follows now not the beautiful 5G waves with which we're all familiar, bouncing around the air. Giving us COVID. Giving us COVID. (laughs) Communicating with Bill Gates' terrible chips in all of our bodies. Instead, following the analog phone ringing uh, sounds, <laughs> down the titular landline into the ground, through Chillhaven's underground. Our camera following this line, this phone line, this black cable, through rock, through dirt, uh, briefly opening up through um, some of the massive caverns and uh, abandoned subway lines that crisscross the ground beneath Chillhaven, mm-hmm.
4: As we all know. As we all know and remember.
0: <laughs> um before zipping up 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 out of the ground up a pole and to a house that looks like what may is about to say it look like
4: talk now May
1: <laughs> our camera zooms in on a two-story McMansion suburban hellhole of a home. And the last couple years, though, nature has taken over and plants are all gathered on the outside and crawling up the stories of the house.
4: There are like five notices from the homeowners' Association taped to the door.
1: I will not mow my grass! <laughs> Inside, the camera pans in, To the living room of Angela Atticus Jr. She's tall, like really tall. You wouldn't be able to tell it right now. Most of her height, though, is branching antlers coming out from her head. She's definitely taken on like the 2014 Tumblr girl aesthetic. She's wearing a red turtleneck, a spaghetti strap black dress, ripped tights, and some combat boots. One thing about Angela, (laughs) she's kind of like a monster. She has pale green skin, sharp pointy teeth, and a huge tree trunk of an arm that, to the touch, feels exactly like a tree branch. She sits cross-legged on her couch, watching some television. Begging
2: your pardon, sir, but would you be here to lunch? Lunch, um, oh, I, I'm going to have a little I wouldn't have asked, but being it so
1: early in the year, and there's only you and Dr. Black. Hello? Oh, howdy there, classmate. Oh, hey, Dick, what's up?
2: <laughs> How are you Wait, doing classmate.
1: This? Yeah, it's the first day of school, partner. I don't go to school. What? Yeah, you know. Um, you can just not go to school. Some people can, like, choose to do that, and I choose not to because A is boring. B, I'm not a loser. C, Meredith kind of will, uh, want maybe wants to kill me and uh, wants to hunt down all monsters. And so I don't really think it's safe for me. And how am I going to cover up my antlers or my green skin or my pointy teeth?
5: Well, I came to check on Heck, but. You came? I called <laughs> to check in on my boy Heck, but. Okay, so. I do not think that pursuing higher education makes you a loser, first and foremost. I'm very excited (laughs) to learn today, and I wish you would join me, but I cannot tell you what to do. You are your own person. I've learned that.
1: (laughs) Thank you uh, for respecting my decision. Anyway, how is Heck doing? Angela puts her phone down and looks over her shoulder into the kitchen, where Heck sits and scribbles something on a piece of paper. He has little sugar glider ears. He's tall beefy jock boy who's wearing a pink crop top and some tight blue skinny jeans. Uh, yeah. Uh, Heck is, uh, I don't really know how he's doing. Right now he's, like, drawing or or writing or something. He's just been sitting in the kitchen for uh, like an hour and just kind of going to town on a piece of paper with a pen.
5: Ah, I see. Angela,
0: I hate to correct you, but we are no longer the entity known as Heck. Heck Uh, uh is... In here, as are thousands of other souls, individual personalities, all of which inhabit this robotic body. There are loads of us in here, Angela, which is why we have asked you to refer to us as load.
1: Oh yeah, I'm so sorry. I forgot about that conversation. I've had a lot in my mind. What was that? Um so he wants to be referred to well, they want to be referred to as load and not heck anymore. Load load, like load gently. Is your last name gently still?
0: Yes, that is fine. Right now, now we are trying to remember all of our birthdays. I'm writing them down.
1: (laughs) All right, well, let me know. Uh, I'll put them on the calendar when you're done.
0: Okay. Um, So far, we've got most of the days covered.
1: (laughs) Most of the days of the year?
0: Yes. None of us have been born on February 29th. (laughs) (laughs) There's got to be one in here. We're looking.
1: Is anyone's birthday today? Not mine. Not mine either.
0: <laughs> Hold on. We're conversing about it inside my brain.
1: Wow. Will you Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was well, happy- fast. Happy birthday, load. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to go back to my conversation.
0: Excellent. This was a lovely chat, Angela.
1: It was. Okay. Um, you know, Dick. It's really weird because, like, sometimes I hear the heck voice, and then it it's heck again. But then it like goes over to like this robotic voice, and it's really creepy, and it's um, it's very
0: confusing.
5: So what I'm March hearing 1st.
0: March second. Oh, March third.
5: <laughs> and March fourth. Uh, <laughs> I know this is a sensitive topic, but it's been months. We have to call somebody. We can't just let him live this way. It's not right.
1: Well, I don't know why Zeke can't figure it out.
5: Because Zeke is also
1: a teenager. Well, I also don't know why I even said that because I know why Zeke can't figure it out. <laughs> Flashback to everything Zeke has ever done wrong in the science community. <laughs> Flashback
4: to just Zeke with like it's a montage of a series of like beakers exploding in his face and like him getting electrocuted. Carlos's
1: butt on fire. He jumps. <laughs> he,
4: Jumps off the roof with an umbrella.
1: (laughs) Gets struck by lightning.
4: (laughs) (laughs) The squirrel wall.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I just, I don't, I don't really know what to do if like Zeke and Jeff can't fix this. I don't know what the safe option is.
5: Well, I told you what my option was and I was asking Meredith for help. Because if someone says that they can help you with this problem and we can't fix it,
1: what else do we do? But Meredith is not good she doesn't want me and penny to be around she doesn't like our kind i mean she thinks that we're gonna bring destruction to the world i if we even came to her how would i even know that i would get out of indigo labs how would i know penny would be safe how would i know heck would even get back to who heck was i mean there's also another heck in indigo labs what version of heck is that will she just replace that heck with this heck or sorry load and then like which one will we have you're welcome but (laughs) which one will we have is that heck our a copy of our good boy that we love or is this like an evil version of heck like i just the possibilities are like too dangerous for me to even think about
5: What's dangerous is sitting here and watching our friend not be
1: himself. And I've known heck way too long to sit by and let this go on any longer. I don't want it to go on either. He's my best friend. I mean, it's been so weird, but... Yeah, it's been... Well, it's been weird for me too, actually. A lot of things. How's the microwave? Great. I made corn dogs. (laughs) They were delicious. Ketchup and mustard. Did you use the popcorn setting yet? Yes. That's awesome. You know you can defrost, too? What? (laughs) You are joking. I'll come over and show you sometime. Hell yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. I've been thinking about this a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot. Every time I look at heck, I think about it. I mean, load. Every time I look at load, I think about... Thank you. You're welcome. I think about wanting heck back. And I think about wanting my roommate back. And, you know, I wanting Penny's boyfriend to be back and my it's just I I just want to hold out a little bit longer I want to see if Z can figure this out before we go to Meredith I mean I know it's been a couple months but I think I just need a little bit longer I just can't do it yet
5: well what's a little bit longer for you
1: I don't like like a c- couple more months couple more months? Yeah. I mean, like, how much does Zeke go to school anyways? I mean, he's just going to be cutting all the time and probably working on this anyways. Zeke wouldn't do that. Oh. (laughs) You don't know, Zeke. But you'll see. So, I mean, as you might remember, I have to go on this, like, little weird side quest thing. I have to go to the Fae Forest and um, handle some business. So, can we just talk about it when I get back? I mean... I just need some time to really, really think about what this means for me and Penny and heck and all of us. So
5: Mm, yeah, partner. I mean, I mean, I can't force you to do anything you don't want to do, but and I hope I wish you well on your journey. But, you know, moving forward, I really want us to act as a team, as a as a unit. And Zeke has my back on this. And I just, you know, everything I'm I'm I'm. I'm wanting to do is in your best interest as well so you know I just just think about it because I care about Heck I know you really care about Heck and Heck feels like the only thing I have left from any part of my life that felt real so far so I don't know that's all I came to say I guess but you know I know you
1: got your trip to go on um but I promise we'll figure it out uh, and we'll get Heck back but you have to promise me to watch him while I'm gone. Oh, yeah. I'll watch him. Well, and speaking of that, what do we think about Lode going to school? <laughs> you know, I hadn't really thought about it.
5: And, you know, I feel like a fish out of water myself. But they know heck, and they'll know when something's up. So I don't know if it's safe for him
1: to go to school. Does Lode want to go to school? Hold on a second. Hey, Lode.
0: Yes, we are here.
1: <laughs> uh, dick and I were just talking, and we were wondering, um, did, did you want to go to
0: school tomorrow? Dick who? Many of us have known many dicks.
1: Oh, uh, Dick Spangler, the astronaut kid. The astronaut kid!
0: Yes, some of us know this dick. Tell him we said hello.
5: Uh, Lode says hello. Okay, then I'm going to take that as a no on the
1: school. <laughs> Is that a no on the school, Lode?
0: Some of us have graduated from very high levels of education. Others were merely children.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> I, I think it's a no. I think you're right. Well, wish me luck in my first day. Have fun. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeehaw. Bye, Dick. Bye. After Angela hangs up the phone with Dick, she looks up Penny's phone number and calls her.
0: Bring bring. We cut. Back to the air. You can't see it. Actually, come to think of it, you can't see any of this. But imagine if you could. Wouldn't that be wild?
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> imagine this scene right now: Angela in her home, dialing a cell phone. Can you picture it?
4: Mm-hmm. Everyone, yes,
0: you can picture it. Mm-hmm. No. Oh. oh, James, you want to? Is there anything I can do to help you More picture it better? You want to draw it? Uh, the phone is a uh, Grungle phone. <laughs> a Grungle three.
1: <laughs> it's pink.
0: It's a pink Grungle three. Does that help you picture it? Yeah. Now right. I have
4: a clear image in my head. Now we all know what a Grungle three looks like.
0: Add <laughs> to that, add to that picture, visible five G waves squirting out of that phone, in oh. <laughs> beautiful digital futuristic spurts, getting all over your skin and brain cells brain cells. Before squeezing their way out the window and flying through the air like beautiful birds without wings or feathers or beaks. (laughs) Just picturing flubber. (laughs) These beautiful flubbers squirt through the sky (laughs) majestically (laughs) away from this ugly McMansion with a tree sticking out of the top of it. I don't know if we mentioned this, but there's a tree growing in the middle of Angela's house. Down some winding streets before arriving in a slightly less affluent Chillhaven neighborhood
5: The camera pans down a pretty short street full of ordinary houses.
0: Do we still see the flubbers?
5: Yes, the flubbers. um you know they're fading away, but they're still up there. Okay. You know, jiggling around. <laughs> <laughs> the camera pans by a few small, average houses, mostly one story. Mostly look kind of the same with different size vans, SUVs parked out front. We get to the last house on the street. Looks pretty average on the outside. It's got a yellowish tan coat of paint that probably looked more cream once before. We see a mailbox. Other than that, there are no decorations on the outside of the house. The lawn is very well kept. Um, And there is a doormat that says family. (laughs) The camera...
0: Hey, I have a family. I'm going to buy two of these.
5: (laughs) The camera phases through the front door, entering the home. Everything inside is either practical or comfortable. Nothing really else needed. Um, We see a recliner, a plush couch, both brown, both squishy, both soft. As the camera pans across a very ordinary kitchen with appliances that are standard, they were probably... Fault 10 years ago and are used frequently not cleaned often the camera pans up the stairs past a few doors a bathroom another bedroom and finally to a door that says caution do not enter behind the door sits Penny White attempting to journal Penny is average height she loves to wear solid to striped colored shirts It's about as exciting as it gets She typically wears jeans, maybe a pair of sweatpants, sneakers always, hair is brushed. Um, She gets enough attention as it is. She doesn't really put forth extra effort to be noticeable. Um, Penny, who looks by any other standard to be a very average high school teenager, does happen to have two eyes that don't blink sitting under a third eye that does sometimes close depending on what's going on in her brain. Aside from that, she's just a regular teenager. (laughs) The camera pans over to Penny's journal, and we see her write. Dear diary, comma. It's Penny again. Not much has changed since my last entry three hours ago. I'm still here in my room, feeling alone, but not alone enough. I can't make sense of that. It's like, I've always felt like sort of an outsider, but ever since that old evil rock man tried to eat my brains or whatever, I just feel like I'm a whole other species from my friends. I know they say over and over they want to help, but Angela's got her own stuff to deal with and Zeke is Zeke. And I don't know, he sometimes makes things worse or might kill me like his mom did. I don't know. That sounds awful. That's my friend. Uh, scribble, 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 scribble. <laughs> I don't know. The only person I felt safe with was heck, and now he's broken. Ugh, I hate doing this. And Penny scribble, 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 scribbles, 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 slams the journal closed and throws it under her bed and then plops back down and crosses her arms. Be time to get a new ringtone. <laughs> we see Penny reach into her pocket and grab her cell phone.
1: Hello, hey Penny. Hi, uh, can you talk? Mm hmm. Okay, so Dick just called me. Why? Well, okay, so I want to talk to you about this before my going away party, but um, so he wants us to call Meredith for fun. Yeah, for fun. No, for heck. Oh, that's well, not happening. That's what I said, and I don't think he understands, like, how dangerous that is for you and I and potentially Heck and potentially everybody. And I am kind of worried with me leaving that he might just not listen to what I'm saying and just take Heck over there. Yeah, I'm not
5: on board with that. Um, I I know that Dick's trying to protect us and he loves Zeke, but do you get the impression that Dick doesn't really trust us? Um, yeah. Because that's why I don't want to work with him.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why this whole thing, like, he's been trying to help us. And, like, I mean, he's been super helpful with Heck and, like, being around, but... Yeah, he's nice. Load. Load, uh, Load. uh, Heck is... Heck is Load. 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 Load gently. Load gently. Uh Got it. So that is how they want to be referred to. So, Load.
5: And Load's doing...
1: Same. Same.
5: Writing well, down
1: birthdays of everybody who is inside of Load, Yeah.
5: Well, it probably helps to organize.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to put them all on the calendar. But...
5: Like, you know, sometimes when your thoughts there's just, it feels like there's too many up there. So sometimes it helps if you just focus on one and figure and figure that out. So maybe, you know, he's just trying to organize it all. all yeah. All the information.
1: I feel like I try to do that in a very different way often. Also, well, he's been doing it for a couple hours, and I'm just going to, like, let him do it still but
5: well i'm sorry that i haven't been by because it's been kind of hard to see load no, I know. Um, the he hasn't mentioned me at all does he not that that's like the most important thing here or anything but
1: sometimes. like ever sometimes well i mean like i was telling dick it's like he goes in between like i can hear heck in his voice and then he goes back and forth like it's he's there and then he's not there and he's there and then he's not there And, you know, sometimes he does, or if I, like, do mention your name or something, like, I can see that he knows, like, he knows you. He knows what I'm talking about. I mean, I mean, I know that he knows you, but, like, I can see that he's happy. So there is still, I mean, like, Heck is in there, and I want him back, but, like, I don't, just. It just sucks. I feel like he always has to, like, save
5: the day, and he didn't ask for it.
1: No, no. And I just don't trust Meredith. And I honestly, like, don't really trust Dick that much. And I can't tell Zeke that.
5: I don't either, but he's so freaking polite. What do you say? I know. Well, just thank you and you haven't even done anything I half the time.
1: <laughs> just say, "yeehaw, haw yes, partner, and we move on. How long are you
5: going to be gone again? Because I'm going to be at school with Dick and Zeke
1: uh, by myself. I know. Um, honestly, I don't know. And that's what... Is freaking me out about leaving. Um I mean Yeah, don't t-
5: worry no, I didn't mean to make you worry about that. It's really like I will be fine. I mean about as fine as we normally are, so who knows what you'll come back to. But I want you to be fine too. Oh great.
1: <laughs> so I mean, you know, like last time when I was gone, I mean it felt like forever for me. But yeah, no, when it was I just ca-
5: like lunchtime.
1: Yeah. So honestly, it could feel like three months for me, but I could be gone for like two days. That's wild. I know. It's I don't funny. get it. <laughs> it's kinda <of laughs> fucked up. But so that's why I actually might not be gone that long, but just I. What well, do you do if something goes wrong in there? Um. Yeah. I mean, like, I might not come back. That is a possibility. So that's why I t- asked Dick. I was like, "Please look out for Heck," and I told Zeke to like keep an eye on Scoobum. So I can
5: help check on Heck too if I if if if, if Dick can't if someone else has to come by I can do it I yeah. can do it.
1: I just need everyone to just keep an eye on load, keep an eye on scuba. Load, sorry, load. Yes, load. load. <laughs> but, yeah, I just wanted to tell you that before the party because I don't want Dick to think that— I don't want him to know how we really feel about him just yet.
5: Yeah, I— I try not to hold it against him, but it seems like things have kind of only gotten worse for me since he's been here. Not that it's his fault those things showed up, but it's kind of hard to be happy to see him sometimes, even though he makes a friend very happy. So I'm not really sure how this whole school thing is going to go. And I'm not exactly in my most chipper form. I don't know that I've ever been chipper.
1: Well, how are you feeling?
5: Not chipper. Bad. Mad. Don't want to go to school. Should you go to school? My dad makes me. I don't really have much of an option there. I mean, like, I can ditch occasionally and lie, but, like, my dad's been kind of on top of me ever since the hospital stuff. He doesn't really like for me to leave his sight as much.
1: Are you journaling still?
5: Unfortunately, but I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's worse than having to think your own thoughts? Having to look at them. They don't even make sense half the time. I'm like, it's like two sentences that meet in the middle, but one is a beginning and one is an end, but not of the same
1: sentence. Sounds like your brain's all scrambled up.
5: It's so scrambled. I normally just end up scribbling. Sometimes I draw a little eyeball and then I throw it under my bed.
1: Well, I wish you could come with me.
5: Me too. I want to go to, well, I was going to say, you know, magical fairy world, but that's not quite what it is, but.
1: It's a lot more scary than you would think.
5: I'd rather be there with you than be here with my dad in school, but.
1: Well, call me after the first day and let me know how it goes.
5: Yeah, yeah, I will. And I know you can't really contact, but just as soon as you're back, just let me know that you're okay.
1: We'll see you at the party. Yeah, party party. We'll have like one last raw before I theme. Oh shit. It's very disrespectful to dress <laughs> up as fairies. Um, let me get back to you on the theme. Perfect. But so we're gonna do the party at sports baseballs. So I guess, um, actually, we're going to do, tom- oh, it's going to be tomorrow. Sports day, baseball, tomorrow night, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. I'll be there. Perfect. Good luck tomorrow, and please text me if anything juicy happens. Like, I know the school's boring and I hate it, but I love the gossip, so. Oh, I will. I will. Good
5: luck. Yeah. Talk to you later. Talk Bye. to you later.
1: Bye.
0: And as this call ends, our poor, beautiful little 5G flubbers were nowhere else to go die, falling to the floor before disintegrating into heaps of ash. The the end. Uh, Rip. We cut. (laughs) Back to that big, wide exterior drone shot of the entire town of Chillhaven that we opened with. The sun still riding high in the sky. And then things speed up really fast and the sun goes to sleep and goes down behind a mountain and then the moon comes up in its place. And then the moon's there for a second and then the moon spins down behind the mountain again. Now the sun is back. Is it the same sun as before? Who can tell? But I'll tell you this, it's not the same day as before. It's the day after the day before, which means it's tomorrow, which means it's the first day of school. Hey kid, we cut to the exterior of one Shilhaven High. That's right, just like in the title of the show. Say, a towering brick, prison-like pre-war structure, which has been confusingly updated with modern millennial touches, bright swaths of pink and teal. Streak their way across the exterior. School is about to begin, and the the sprawling quad in front of the school is bustling with teens, catching up, high-fiving, saying hi, chatting, low-fiving, etc. A large banner hangs above the entrance to the school, also in millennial pink and teal, which reads, Welcome, Chillhaven teens. Teens is the ma- is the mascot of the school.
3: Yeah.
0: This shot, which you guys thought was a regular shot of the school, quickly reveals itself to actually be a first person shot of someone walking towards the school through this previously mentioned throng of teens. With each confident stride, we can see the reactions of the teens as they stare down the barrel of the camera, a little bit scared, a little bit intrigued. Who is this? We read on their faces. What's this person doing here? We also read on some of their other faces as they part like a sea for this clearly intimidating figure. We cut now to a close up of that figure's boots. Boots we've seen before. Cool black combat boots. Then. The camera pans up from the boots Revealing for the first time The individual whomst is wearing them James, what do we see? We see a tall,
4: broad-shouldered young man With dirty blonde hair that looks as though It was probably once cut into a buzz cut Or a crew cut Or some other tight military haircut But now it's kind of grown out and shaggy And it's just sort of all the same length sitting on his head He wears a leather jacket that looks like he hasn't taken it off for several years. Around his neck hangs a leather strap, attached to which is a small silver chain. He raises the keys to his 1976 AMC Gremlin and locks the doors before removing his sunglasses and saying,
3: Looks like school's
4: in.
2: Try to kick you while you're
4: down uh, Hunter reaches out and just uh, grabs the nearest teen walking by by the shoulders
2: It's
3: Carlos
1: <laughs> Hey!
3: Excuse me, sorry to grab you
1: uh, Hi, I'm Carlos Espinosa
3: Hello, uh, hi, first name, last name, alright, hello, my name is, uh, Theodore
1: Oh, hi, Theodore Craig uh, uh, cra- Hi, Theodore Craig uh, Are you new here?
3: Yes, it's my first day in town, and also my first day at this school.
1: Cool, I really like this school, and I have a lot of really good friends like Zeke and Tim and, uh, well, maybe Penny and Angela. But Angela doesn't go here anymore, but that's the reason I... Okay,
3: Carlos, listen.
1: I get an experience point, because I was interrupted. (laughs)
3: <laughs> wait is that a thing <laughs> yes. that's going to happen a lot
1: Yeah, <laughs> you got to be so
5: experienced
4: experience point when, you're interrupted. when someone speaks
1: over you or offers you help you don't need you mark experience
0: wow <laughs> Carlos is going to become unto a god
1: <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> okay you know it's actually funny that I was just telling you all about my best friends because here's one right now
0: and we cut over Carlos's shoulder where we see another teen walking towards us. This teen wears cool, tight black jeans, a cool, tight black t-shirt, a leather jacket covered with zippers. Around his neck, a huge, mysterious amulet at the center of which is a red jewel. We see above this amulet his cold, marble-like skin, upturned nose, pointed ears, and black sunglasses beneath a schlock of jet black hair. This character walks directly up to Carlos and Hunter before throwing an arm around Carlos Espinoza and saying, hey Carlos, what's up man? Who's the new guy?
1: Hey Ron, this is my new friend, Uh, Theodore Craig. Uh, this This is Ron.
0: Hey, Theodore. The name's Ron. And this deeply cool looking teen lowers his sunglasses so you can see his bright red eyes before saying, The name's Ron. Ron Fetus.
2: Goodness! I've got so many new friends to meet! And also, isn't it so nice to have Ron Fetus back? Everyone's favorite! But of course, every character is my favorite! And these real-life humans are my other favorites! Penny White and Dick Spangler are played by Bess Lawson. Angela Atticus Jr. and Carlos Espinoza are played by Mae Dressman. Zeke Lynn and Hunter Von Price are played by James Kedlar. James is also the composer of all original music in Dangerous Times at Killhaven High. Ron Fetus and all other characters are played by our game master and producer, Philip Stressman. Monster Hearts 2 was created by Avery Alder. Additional sound effects provided by zapsplat.com. That's it for this week, Ron heads.